0: We're not focused on followers. We're focused on getting you traffic and getting clicks to your content because it doesn't matter if you have 1,000, thousand, ten thousand, a million followers, if they don't end up on your website, we got a problem.
1: Amen, so, honey. And can we yeah. say this for every single social media platform, people? Yeah, seriously. I am super excited about this episode and next week's episode. Today, we are going to talk about Pinterest not promoted pins, but the organic way to use Pinterest to drive traffic to your website or your podcast or your YouTube channel, wherever you want traffic. And the way Sarah describes it is like a prettier version of Google. And you are going to love her insider secrets on how to use Pinterest to drive traffic to your site. It is how Sarah has grown her entire business. And Pinterest drives more traffic to her website than all of the other forms of search engines and social media channels combined. You are going to love this episode with Sarah Morgan from xosarah.com. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? welcome to become a media maven where tv reporter host and news contributor christina nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve and now to help you master your media coverage christina nicholson sarah thank you so much for joining me on the become a media maven podcast
0: Thank you for having me.
1: I'm so excited to talk to you because you are an expert in everything blogging. And I feel like specifically Pinterest, it's like one of those things that we all know we should be using, and it looks pretty, but we don't know how the hell to use it correctly.
0: Yeah, it seems really complicated.
1: But you know, like the ins and outs, so it's awesome that you're here to share it with us. But first, tell us, like, let's backtrack and tell us how you got involved in the blogging industry and then into Pinterest specifically.
0: Yeah. So I've been blogging since I was 13. So it's, oh, we'll call it over 20 years now. Um, You know, back when it was like LiveJournal and Blogspot and talking about your personal life on the internet, which is, seems normal now, but back then it was really weird. Um, And then I taught myself web design through blogging. I did a corporate job. I worked at a TV station in Detroit for seven years. What
1: did you do there?
0: I was the web designer.
1: Okay, cool. So I didn't know you were in TV too.
0: Yeah. So I worked at the TV station at the news station. um, And I'm super introverted. So at some point they decided the web team needed to move into the middle of the newsroom. And so I'm surrounded by like commotion all day and I was working on really boring projects. You know, when you work in TV, you get like three colors to work with and all of their branding is very specific and very, very like neutral and boring. So I was over it. I I always say I was like full on office space and decided to use my blog. So, um, yeah, I worked at this TV station. I side hustled building my freelance web design business, using my blog to get clients. After about nine months, I was able to leave my job, which was like such a big moment for me Um, and that was in 2012. And now I teach online business owners and bloggers kind of how to simplify growing their online presence because we're constantly inundated with you must do this, you need to do this, this is the best strategy and a lot of that stuff I don't wanna do. I know other people don't wanna do. We don't wanna be on every single social media platform. We don't wanna be blogging every single day. And so I really work hard to help take the overwhelm out of building an online presence. And it's likely that we're talking about Pinterest today because that is one of my go-to strategies that takes, it takes me 10 minutes a week. So I always tell people to go and use Pinterest.
1: Okay, I'm obsessed with the way that you describe what you do. Because yes, when you are an online business owner or you are a blogger, there are all of the things. And you do feel like every way... Every, everywhere you go and every way you turn, it's like there's always something new, and it's impossible to be everywhere. So I love the way you describe what you do. And I think most people, when they hear that, they want to think, oh, Pinterest is the solution, but it ends mm-hmm. up being the solution. So how did you discover that was a big solution in simplifying growth?
0: Kind of accidentally. I was just pinning casually, you know, Maybe once or twice a week, I was pinning a new blog post. Maybe I would forget and not pin a new blog post. And I just had the right post at the right time that started sending a crazy amount of traffic to my website. You know, you log in and look at your stats and there's just like a huge spike. And when you're like, where did this come from? Came from Pinterest. I had a couple of people that had over a million followers on Pinterest repin my pin. And then I started using a pin scheduler to help me stay on top of it. So I was kind of batching, putting all of my pins in at one time. So like once a week I would go in, spend 10 minutes pin all my stuff into Tailwind and then it would do all the pinning for me. And once I was able to kind of figure out the right images and the right content and schedule it all in advance, it became a lot easier and now It just brings in traffic organically. Pinterest has been my number number one refer for traffic for probably two or three years now. And it's more than Twitter, Instagram, Facebook combined. It's more than search engines. So it's definitely worth spending a little time to figure out.
1: That's crazy. Okay. I have a couple of questions about a few things that you just said. So for people who aren't familiar with Pinterest, because I feel like Pinterest is like that social media platform that doesn't get the love that it should get. So explain what it means. I mean, obviously I know what it means if somebody is going to retweet me and they have over a million followers, or if somebody is going to repost something I share on Instagram with that following, what does it mean on Pinterest? I mean, is it the same kind of idea?
0: So Pinterest is actually a search engine, which is really helpful because people are on there researching. I know I've been on there researching things, I'm sure you have too, when you want to make a purchase, when you're looking for a recipe, when you need a workout, a lot of times instead of Googling things, we're hopping on Pinterest because that visual feed is really, really nice to find what you're looking for. So when you put a pin into Pinterest, instead of like Instagram where your post has life for 24, 48, maybe 72 hours if it's really good. And it's only being seen by a portion of your audience, and maybe some people that came through when it was shared or when they clicked on a hashtag. On Pinterest, your pin is gonna be repinned by multiple people. And then multiple people from their following are gonna repin it, and then multiple people from those people's following are gonna repin it. So it's kind of like going out in a spider web being repinned by multiple people and you can put multiple versions of the same pin or the same blog post in. So that expands your reach even more. I think it makes it a lot easier so that you are doing one action and everybody else is going to help your content be seen instead of it disappearing after a day or two.
1: And there is no other social media platform like that. I mean, the only thing that I would think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that even comes close would be YouTube just in the fact that it is also a search engine and that's it.
0: Yeah, a little bit, but even then it's still hard to get your content in front of other people because you only have that, the sidebar that's showing a related content or you know, at the end of somebody's video, you might get a related video. But Pinterest is like, exponential. And those pins are going to live forever. That one pin that went viral is still my number one traffic source.
1: What is it still? The and,
0: about? And, um, so I pinned it in 2015. It is 2019 now. And the pin was about staying disciplined and getting a lot of stuff done. It's about productivity. And, you know, it was a regular blog post that took me maybe two hours to write, a couple minutes to make a graphic. And then I just put it into my queue over and over. Intel went, And it does all the work for me.
1: And Tailwind is the name of your scheduler? Yes. Okay. So I want to touch on the topic. So you obviously are pinning things that you know about in your industry. This one was about productivity. And I feel like sometimes people will come up with excuses and say, oh, well, Pinterest is for recipes or Pinterest is for home decor. If I'm B2B, Pinterest isn't going to work for me.
0: Pinterest works really well for B2B for any niche, any industry that you're in, just go into Pinterest, type in a few keywords. And if there's already content being pinned, you should be in there as well. If it's magic, you know, if you're a plumber, there's content on Pinterest. So I can't come up with a, uh, a niche that wouldn't show up on Pinterest. It's, it's not about recipes and being a mommy blogger and outfit photos anymore. It's expanded into a full on search engine.
1: So talk to me about being found, because there's obviously competition there. And the goal is to be found, I guess, I don't know if it would be page one, or I guess near the top, however you say it on Pinterest, when you search a keyword, how do you ensure that your pin is not going to be buried in other pins that may have the same keywords in the description, for example?
0: Yeah, so having a really clear, um, a clear graphic. So it's, Tall enough, and you can um, you can kind of eyeball it, or just make a graphic that's like 800 by 1200 or 800 by 1600. That usually fits pretty well in there.
1: And your um, graphics are very pretty, I will say.
0: Thank you. They're I have had a pretty. lot of practice, <laughs> but I fully believe anybody can make a really nice looking Pinterest graphic. Just put it into Pinterest and see if you can read it and if it stands out. Um, And if it doesn't, make some adjustments. You probably want to have a sans serif text. Don't put a lot of handwriting and script in there. That makes it difficult to read. And just make sure that you have either light text on a dark background or dark text on a light background. Anything else you want to add in there is probably going to be fine. Um, And then as far as keywords go and kind of getting um, above all of the competition, when you search for something in Pinterest, you will notice that uh, a couple things happen. One, you're going to start to see a drop down where it's going to fill in suggestions for that keyword. So if I type in email list, it's going to add in things like email list building, email list strategies, email list tips. And then once you choose one of those items from the drop down, you're going to get a list of keywords <coughs>
1: underneath it. Oh, there goes my dog. <laughs> okay, this. so we're getting the description because it's kind of <laughs> Pinterest is helping us write our own description.
0: Yeah, you can use it for your descriptions and you can also use it to make your blog post titles. So that viral pin, I was not really doing any research. I was just coming up with the title off the top of my head. Same thing with the description. So you can get traffic, not really doing a lot of work. However, if you want to be really strategic, you feel like there's a lot of competition, then you can use those keywords and add them into your post title and the description and throughout your blog post. So that it's going to help boost you up in um, in the search results, and also a couple of things. Most people spend some time on Pinterest, so they're not just looking at that one like first screen of search results and clicking on just those pins. They're going to scroll, so you have a chance to get clicks um, and get seen. And then also, that main feed is not just the people you follow. It's looking at The pins you're searching for, the pins you're clicking on, the pins you're um, going to the blog post from. And so it's going to try and populate that main screen with what it thinks is going to be most relevant to you, which means if somebody is searching for um, PR strategies, there's a really good chance that you're going to end up in front of a whole bunch of random people just because that's what they've been searching for.
1: I did not know Pinterest did that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Fun fact. It's helping you out. (laughs) Fun fact. Didn't know that. Okay. So we have our pretty graphic. We're using those keywords that Pinterest is telling us to use and we're putting those keywords in the description. What else do we need to do?
0: You just need to pin a lot. That's why we use a pin scheduler because I think right now I'm pinning maybe 15 pins every single day. And I don't want to go in there and pin one pin to one board, next pin to the next board, next pin to the next board. That would take me hours, which some people tell me they spend hours pinning. And that is the main problem. That's why they don't want to do it. So if you have a pin scheduler, you can pin one pin into five or 10 boards with a couple of clicks.
1: You're pinning 15 things a day. What are you pinning? Are you pinning your own pins? Are you sharing other people's pins? What does that look like?
0: So there used to be that 80-20 ratio from like, I think a couple years ago that Pinterest said you need to pin 80% from other people, 20% your own. Now they're saying there's no ratio. So what you wanna do is pin like crazy from your own blog. So all of your own pins go into your queue. And then let's say you wanted to fill in a week of pins in that 10 minutes that you're sitting down and you have three spaces that are open. Then you go into Pinterest or you go into some of your favorite blogs and pin from other people. But you can pin only your own content because I think people are trying to um, make their profile a resource, which it doesn't 100% need to be. Most people are not going into individual profiles to find pins. And so you really want to focus on promoting your own stuff and then just to make sure that your queue is full and that you're pinning all day long, fill it in with extra pins from other people.
1: Okay. Why do you think they switched that 80-20 rule? I don't know. (laughs) That's interesting because I I did not know that it changed. I remember hearing to grow on Pinterest and for people to find you, you have to be pinning their content. And it's almost like the like, you know, be social on Twitter and Instagram mm -hmm. and comment on other people's posts. But on Pinterest, it sounds like they're like – taking a turn and saying, not, don't necessarily be so social on Pinterest.
0: Yeah, they used to have a comment option, which I'm not sure if it's even there anymore. And um, I think also with changing their algorithm where you're not seeing a lot of content from people that you follow in your feed, um, I think they've changed it so that you can be promoting more and maybe they are trying to uh, compete with Google in a way. I was just going to say,
1: that's what it sounds like. It sounds like they're just trying to like be a pretty version of Google.
0: Yeah, because on Google, I'm not trying to get anybody else's stuff up in the search and in, in the search results. I'm only focused on my own stuff. So that would make me think that it would be a, a, the reason for their change in strategy.
1: Very, very interesting. Okay, so is there anything else that we need to know about what we do? The pretty graphic, the description and pinning. Anything else we can do?
0: I think that's a good place to start. There are things like Tailwind Tribes. There's group boards. There's um, Tailwind has a thing called Smart Loop, which if you have like freebies or um, products that you want to pin every single day or every single week, you can drop it in there and it will auto pin for you. But really having a nice graphic, the keyword field description, um, keywords in your title and pinning consistently and pinning a lot somewhere between like 10, 20, 30 pins a day, which you'll probably have to experiment a little bit to see what is gonna be optimal for your niche and your traffic. But just getting those basics down is gonna cause most people to have a pretty solid bump in their traffic. And then once you've got that down and you're pinning just 10 minutes a week and it's not feeling overwhelming and confusing, then you can add in all the other crazy stuff and, and nerd out on your stats.
1: Okay. And it sounds like Tailwind has a lot of resources. They're not just a scheduler, but they help you grow your audience on Pinterest. Can you talk to me a little bit about analytics and what we should or shouldn't be looking at? Because I have noticed that when I look at Pinterest, like I have a certain amount of followers and it's like, it looks sad and depressing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then when I look at my monthly views, it's like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. And that looks pretty cool. So explain the analytics to me because, again, on Pinterest, I feel like it is different than on other platforms.
0: Yeah, so you can have 100 followers and still get tons of traffic um, because if your followers are connected, if you have really good content um, and Pinterest is showing it to people outside of your following, then you don't need to worry about having tons and tons of followers. That's why in, um, in my Pinterest course, we're not focused on followers we're focused on getting you traffic and getting clicks to your content because it doesn't matter if you have a thousand ten thousand a million followers if they don't end up on your website we got a problem
1: amen so, honey and can we yeah. say this for every single social media platform people
0: yeah seriously you need to be looking at your traffic and you know if you're selling you gotta look at your sales or look at your client numbers because tons and tons of followers Makes you feel super good, but then when you go and look at your bank account, you'll be feeling quite sad. So yeah, I really just look at Google Analytics and make sure that my Pinterest traffic is steady or it's going up. If it starts to dip a little bit, because I like to experiment and do weird things on Pinterest to see what will happen, then I fix, then I change things. But if you're just watching that traffic, just making sure that you're getting some clients or sales out of it, that's all you need to focus on. Um, I do use if I'm going to change graphics or um, try and boost graphics, if I'm gonna pay for them, which I don't usually do that, then um, I will go into Tailwind and look at their analytics on specific pins. That gives me um, a good idea of like the type of graphics. I just changed my graphics at the end of last year so I can double check to make sure that that was a good choice um, or see which types of pins, which categories from my blog, are getting the most action. But really, I just keep an eye on Google Analytics. Like I said, I like to make it easy, take out the overwhelm. You can just do the basic things and watch your traffic and get good results out of Pinterest.
1: Why do you think it's Pinterest? Like, There's so many things in so many places. Why do you think Pinterest is the solution to simplify things? Do you think it's because it's something that people don't think about and there's less competition. Do you think it's the search engine? Like what is it about Pinterest that that makes growth simple?
0: Uh, there's tons of competition, however, because of their search engine or because of their algorithm, you can still get traffic if you have a small following, if you don't feel confident about your graphics, if you're just getting started, you can still see traffic from it and It does seem like a lot of work, a lot of steps, a lot of strategy, but the basics do get you results. That's why I always tell people, you can pick whatever, uh, sorry, social media platforms that you want. If you wanna be on Facebook, if you wanna be on Instagram, if you wanna do YouTube or Twitter, wherever your people are, but you should also add in Pinterest because it's just gonna be a quick task once a week, every other week, that's gonna generate traffic for you consistently.
1: That makes so much sense. Okay, so where can people find out more? Like, how can you help people? Do you actually run people? I know you teach people how to use Pinterest in their business. Do you actually manage their Pinterest accounts?
0: No, I teach them how to do it themselves. So if you go to xosarah.com slash shop or anywhere on my website, you'll probably find your way to my Pinterest course. We go through all of the basics. We go through the setup and, like, what boards sh- you should be creating and how to add descriptions to your boards And then also um, we go through the analytics. We talk about promoted pins if you're interested in that. Um, And then we go through each of the steps really in depth, in detail. I just updated the entire course at the end of 2018. So it's all been updated, brand new, new videos. All of the new updates are in there. Um, And we talk about Tailwind and Smart Loop and Tribes and all of the like extra stuff you can do. And in the course, I do separate it. I have the primary checklist. Like these are the things you need to do to make it work. And then a secondary checklist with all of the other crazy things that you can try if you have time.
1: (laughs) Okay. That sounds good. Now I understand that Pinterest is for everybody. Like you've made that clear. Anybody can Mm -hmm. be successful with Pinterest. I feel like, and tell me if I'm correct or if I'm incorrect, Mm -hmm. but I feel like a lot of men would be like, "Oh, I'm a man. I don't need Pinterest." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't they try and make like a Pinterest for men oh, a few dear years God, ago? Did they? I, I think so. Call. I don't remember what it was called. It was a while ago. Um, but yeah, like I said, all the dudes can also go into the search engine, type in some keywords. If your guy friends are also <laughs> pinning to Pinterest, if there's content from people in your industry, you can totally use it too. It's not just for women and recipes and outfit photos. If that's all you're searching for, that's all you're going to see. But there is tons of other content on there.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Can you tell us any, I mean, do you have any good stories? Now I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Anybody (laughs) who's, I should have warned you before, Sarah. I'm sorry. Of anybody who has maybe gone through your course and who maybe they've been like in a, a unique niche that people would be surprised to hear of, or somebody who's literally started from zero and then they've, they have insane web traffic because of their, um, their exposure on Pinterest and their growth on Pinterest because of that spider web algorithm that kind of works on the platform. Can you tell us like anything that you've seen outside of of your own story?
0: Yeah, so I have um, had Sarah from yesandyes.org take my course and she was one of those like kind of pinning sometimes pinners. Uh, she said that her traffic was at 4% when she started and she went through the course and her traffic went up to 40%. 47%. So 47% of her traffic was coming from Pinterest, which is totally typical. That's not like a crazy stat. It sounds crazy, but that is the kind of jump that you can get from Pinterest. And just how doing long the does basics.
1: this take to happen? Because I heard this is the rumor. You tell me that <laughs> <laughs> that Pinterest it's almost like SEO, like if I pin something today, I'm going to see the benefits three months from now?
0: You can see benefits within a couple days. If you really have something good, like I would say get your most popular, like your 10 most popular blog posts set up properly and then pin them to a bunch of your boards. And then in the next day or two, you're going to see traffic from it. It's not going to, it's not like, it doesn't hold pins until you like prove that your content is good or prove that people like it. If you have people following you and they react to your pins, so they're clicking it, they are going to your website, they're sharing it or repinning it, Pinterest is gonna say, oh, this pin is valuable. People are enjoying it. We're gonna show this to more Pinterest users. So you'll end up in people's feeds that you're not connected to at all. So you can see results really quickly in Pinterest, which I think is very helpful you know, like Instagram, it's going to take a little bit. If you're on YouTube, it's going to take a little bit to grow your audience. And on Pinterest, it does some of the work for you.
1: Okay. And then tell us how people can monetize this, right? Because I feel like people will get the traffic. And I mean, I know just like in, almost in any any way you market, everybody wants the traffic to make money. And then people, they get the traffic because they implement these strategies that you're telling us about. But they're not set up to convert. So quickly tell us what people should be doing. Like you had that one post about productivity and you saw a lot of people were going back to that post from Pinterest. I would assume that after you saw that, you did a little something, something to that post to turn it into profit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, people were coming to my website. I went from like 2000 hits a day to 10,000. Um, and nobody was doing anything. I wasn't getting more comments, I wasn't getting more email addresses, I wasn't getting more sales. So I added a email opt-in box with a freebie, a content upgrade in it, to get those people onto my email list. And that is still my top freebie, even, what are we, almost four years later. So giving people something related to your blog post is a really good way to get them onto your email list. You can also pin products pin webinars you could pin a challenge you could pin um in a pin you can now tag a product so if you upload a pin go into pinterest and look at it and you'll see a little like price tag button that's going to allow you to add a product that will sit right next to the pin image in pinterest so you can try doing that Um, And they're also starting to add video, which I haven't seen it working yet, but I know that you can upload video. Although I haven't had, I uploaded a couple of videos the first day that I saw that, and it didn't actually do anything. So I think at some point that will start functioning, and that would be a great place to put like a little quickie um, tip or even a little quick sales pitch. So just make sure that your pins are gonna connect people to the next step and encourage them to take action.
1: Okay, so if you're going to pin something like a webinar, something that is time-sensitive, tell me how that works. Do you have to go back in there and delete it after your webinar is complete?
0: What I would do, which I do whether I pin my webinar or not, is after that webinar is done, I change the landing page to get them onto my email list or to sell them um, a paid version of the webinar or a related product. Okay. So you just want to funnel them You know, you're not taking any pins down and you're not gonna like delete that link or leave a landing page that's expired up there. You wanna change that landing page, which if you're using something like lead pages or probably things like OptinMonster, it's pretty easy to switch out that link.
1: Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so y'all go to xosara.com. Dot com. And it's Sarah with an H. And can we just head to her website and take a look at how gorgeous it is and her branding? Like, <laughs> Thank you. I am obsessed you. with your colors and your branding. I always have been. It's so freaking pretty. Everything looks so clean and so organized and it's all very cohesive. And I think maybe that's why I like your pins. Like your pin could say anything <laughs> and I will know it's yours because of your branding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've spent a few years to get all of that work in.
1: <laughs> I love it. Never change it because I love it. Thank
0: you. <laughs>
1: and you have a an ebook and it is about productivity. Did this all yes. come from that original pin that
0: started it all? <laughs> uh, the productivity ebook came from people telling me that they weren't getting things done and they couldn't be consistent and they didn't know how to... Um, They could like make a schedule and then they wouldn't actually follow the schedule. So that came from kind of whipping people's workdays into shape so they could actually get all their stuff done.
1: Love it. And this is obviously, I mean, we're talking about driving traffic to your website, but then you put that opt-in in in there. So this is obviously a big email list builder.
0: Absolutely. It's, um, I want to say I've gotten like 15,000 over the past, what is it, three or four years from that one single freebie.
1: That's crazy. And it's obviously everybody who is interested in what you do and what you offer because it's about productivity. So it's your ideal avatar,
0: you would assume. Yeah. And if you download that freebie, you will get pitched my amazing new ebook.
1: Awesome. I
0: love it. Okay. So we are going to link
1: to your website in the show notes for this episode. Sarah, thank you so much. This has been seriously, like selfishly, I asked a lot of questions so I can (laughs) step up my Pinterest game. But this has been very informative because again, I feel like Pinterest is that, that one platform that people, they don't think too much about. And I love that, like you say, it can just simplify everything and make such a big difference in your business.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for you to try it and all of your listeners to get on there and see their traffic grow.
1: Thanks, Sarah.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Make sure you head to
0: exosarah.com slash
1: shop. And of course, per usual, all of the information from this podcast episode is in the show notes. Just head to becomeamediamaven.com and you can get it there. And I told you I like this week's episode and next week because next week I am talking to my friend, Monica Froze, who will tell us about promoted pins so by now you know the importance of using Pinterest to drive traffic to your website right well what if you amplified some of that and you turned a pin into an ad or a promoted pin everybody wants to talk about Facebook ads sometimes we're talking about Instagram ads I know for me personally if you listen to the episode um, with Monica Louie on episode 33 you know that Instagram ads work way better for me than Facebook ads But Pinterest ads, a.k.a. promoted pins, people are not talking about them. People are not doing them. Well, Monica's going to teach you how you should do them and why you should do them in the next episode. So we'll see you next week.